TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always. Always. Use your head. You are now listening to ChairShot Radio. Always use your head. very happy Wednesday morning to you. Hopefully when you're listening to this, if you're listening when it gets released, it is the Wednesday morning edition of Chair Shot Radio. My name is Greg DeMarco. You can find me on all of your forms of social media at Chair Shot Greg. Of course, Chair Shot Radio is part of the Chair Shot Radio Network, part of thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Follow along with that at Chair Shot Media. Of course, these shows do stream on all of your favorite podcasting platforms such as iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever you want to call it, Spotify, iHeart, Google Podcasts or Google Play, uh, whatever you want to call that, and so many more. So pick your favorite platform, like, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review. Tell a friend and, and enjoy what we have to give you each and every single day, seven days a week on Chair Shot Radio. It's sports, it's entertainment, it's sports entertainment, and today it will be sports entertainment as I am joined, as I typically am on Wednesdays mornings, by the queen of soft style herself. She is on Instagram and Facebook, but no Twitter, because she's also the Twitterless heroine, at the hashtag Miranda it is Miranda Morales. Hello, Gregory. I was funny. I already had it lined up to play the buzzer, and then you finally dropped a Gregory again, and then I wished I hadn't buzzered you. Yeah. Oh, the regret no, attached with the bu- buzzer. I, I thought you were buzzing me because I said, hello, Gregory. No, no, I, I, it makes me smile when, when I get the evil Gregory, so I'm good. I love it. Yes, we're back You here. didn't call me. Of all the shit. That went down on last week's Hashtag Miranda show. You didn't bust out a Gregory. It's because you're legitimately mad at me and not I was not legitimately mad at you. Just just living the gimmick. Come on. Yes. It's gimmick time. I legitimately irritated. I mean, like, let's, let's, mad at you? No. Irritated as, yes. Can we, can we, I don't know if we can cuss on Chair Shot Radio. That's why I decided not to. You don't know if we, like, what, what did you just say? Like seriously, I, what, yeah. Fill in the blank. You There's know? no difference. It's like fill in your own. It's it's it's, it's like, all the same. It's all the same platforms. All the same. Yeah, you can cuss on Chairshot Radio. Okay. Yes, I was irritated as all shit by you. So yeah, mad. No, irritated. Yes. <laughs> and it was damn entertaining. So it was good. It was good stuff. Yes. I just posted, I shared it on the Instagram at the hashtag Miranda, a clip uh, of me yelling at Greg. It's already got some great feedback from that. So uh, you guys just got to listen to the entirety of last week's show. Mm -hmm. It was great. It really was. It's great. Yeah. Who knew our friendship was almost broken up because of Kenny Omega and the impact world championship. Who knew? Yeah. That's what it was. That's, that's what it was. Yes. Friendship almost ended that day. Among other things, another thing that Greg could just hate on Kenny Omega for. As I specifically said, it's Kenny Omega's fault because at that point, Greg is just going to say, "Yeah, it is. It is Kenny Omega's fault for all of this." What's well, funny? I mean, we were literally laughing about it as soon as the show was over. So yeah. it was it was so no, much fun. But it was you no, know, it was good. And also, again, like it's 
Greg and I in general have very different perspectives of wrestling and very different perspectives of how we talk about things. If you never heard us on this show, on the Babyface Heel podcast, on the Hashtag Miranda show. So as much as we get along as friends, we talk and, and think through things very differently. And that was in full force on last week's hashtag Miranda show. So even though we can, we came to the same conclusion, we had different routes of getting. We did. We did. Yes. So that your route just happened to go through some internet wrestling news that uh, you would seem to be believing at the time. And so I had to, that that's why I got so passionate about it. Cause I was just like, ain't no way that happened. Yeah, no. And if anything, it's, it's, I like to give out more information about what's happening in the grander scheme of things to explain why people may be believing stories or, you know, the influence that it may have over what we see on television or on pay-per-views or whatever it is. I think it's always important to give that context because you wonder how, how did someone get to that conclusion or, or anyways again just listen to the show yes go all the way through it but again it's a it was a good showcase of how greg and i think differently i think wrestling fans in general all think differently but somehow still get to the same conclusions i wish they got to the same conclusions they don't that's well i mean they get to the same conclusions not saying the conclusions are good conclusions right that's true you're on twitter more yeah i was gonna say i said conclusions not good conclusions not bad conclusions just conclusions not a good guy, not a bad guy. Not the, a bad guy. Not a good conclusion, not a bad conclusion. The conclusion. Typically the wrong conclusion. Damn. Okay, so anyway, we are here on Chair Shot Radio. We're going to talk about a completely different topic than all of that yeah. stuff that we talked about before. Uh, but before we do that, Miranda, you got some, you got some shilling to do. So yes. uh, I hope you're, you're, you're ready to, to, to warm up the microphone and, uh, and, and boss me around. Yeah, well, in order to shill stuff, Greg, I need you to go ahead and wind it up. It's time! Yes, it is indeed time for you to go to ProWrestlingTees.com and pick up your chair shot t-shirt today. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your pro... uh, uh, your t-shirt uh chair shot t-shirt i don't know why i'm, I'm fumbling over this i've said it a, a million times before uh but that is because i'm so excited for you to go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot there you're going to find over 25 different t-shirt designs all in support of the chair including some awesome chair shot logo t-shirts the og logo is one of my favorites of course chair shot worldwide chair shot corona the classic baron corbin sucks t-shirt second nerds that and much much more including the unofficial official t-shirt of one patrick o'dowd the queen of soft style t-shirt and of course everybody hates greg that and much, much more at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot. Again, there's also a Bandwagon Nerds, a winner is you. All, lots of t-shirts supporting a podcast from The Chair Shot Radio Network. So go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot. That's ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. 
That's angrylemonade.net. All right, so we're going to talk about some Pat McAfee. Now, this was something that uh, was actually the brainchild of my co-host, Miranda Morales, to, to talk about Pat McAfee in a little bit of a different way, some comments that have been made and, and circulated around a little bit. And, well, I'll let you kind of take it away. And, and exactly in what way are we talking about Pat McAfee and maybe not even end up talking about Pat McAfee as part of this whole conversation? Well, I, I heard news about comments that Pat McAfee had made on the Rich Eisen uh, podcast just getting started. And, of course, as soon as I heard Pat McAfee is like, got to send it to Greg, got to share it to Greg, got to ask Greg about it because Greg loves Pat McAfee, loves the work of the man. Yeah, I mean, if you've heard him talk about Pat McAfee before, and even though he hates Greg's most favorite wrestler in the whole world, Adam Cole, he, you know, still a, a genius when it comes to his promo delivery, how he views wrestling, you know, his work in the ring and outside of the ring. And there was some interesting comments he made about uh, joining the SmackDown commentary team, specifically what it was like to work with Michael Cole and have Vince McMahon in his ear. And I thought it was interesting because, one, again, Pat McAfee is someone who's also very vocal. Um, he has his own podcast, and he's very free-forming in, in his delivery. Having to then shift his you know, the way he talks about wrestling within the confines of a commentary role, but also within, you know, working with someone like Michael Cole, who's been kind of a polarizing figure as a commentator now. Um, and, and that's, you know, polarization has grown, grown, grown. And also having Vince McMahon in his ear, which I think a lot of fans have heard about and automatically associate as a negative thing um, with the WWE product anytime Vince McMahon gets involved. Uh, but based off of the comments that Pat McAfee had mentioned, doesn't necessarily seem that that's, you know, accurate. Um, and so I, I just wanted to talk about that because I think, one, just being able to get that perspective from someone who is somewhat of an outsider coming in and sharing that, things that we don't normally get to hear. But also talk a little bit about Michael Cole and Vince McMahon in the commentary role, because I think fans for a while have associ associated both of them with negative commentary or, or negativity, negative viewpoints when it comes to their roles in commentary. First of all, Pat McAfee understands where his bread is buttered, right? He knows like they gave him this job. Michael Cole was the one who campaigned for Pat McAfee. To, to sit in the seat that he sat in. Michael Cole, that caused Corey Graves to have to move over to Raw. That caused a whole whirlwind of changes that took place. Now, Michael Cole, he's like the VP of announcing or whatever. It's his literal job. That's how important announcing is to do to be. He's probably also responsible for Adnan Verk announcing on Raw and the fact that Samoa Joe had nothing left to do and so got released. Like Michael Cole is responsible for a lot of things. Michael Cole also had the unenviable position of replacing Jim Ross. Now, if you're a fan of, of a sport like, say, college football, the worst thing you can do is replace a legendary head coach. Like, it just never goes well. Michael Cole, for all intents and purposes, should not have been a successful commentator in WWE. Following a legend, usually whoever follows a legend, is there to kind of like make people get off of their love for this legend and want you to be replaced and then fall in love with your replacement because they're replacing you. And then they can still hold the legend in high regard and separate it from the person who's the current 
uh, you know, head coach or whatever role. Michael Cole bucked that trend and, and has been there for over 20 years now and, and has ascended to the high, you know, levels, probably higher company structure wise than Jim Ross ever did, believe it or not. And, and here you got Jim Ross who gets criticized in AEW for basically trying to cling to something that's not there anymore. And, and Michael Cole is, if you listen to people like Triple H talk, they consider Michael Cole to be the best announcer they've ever had. Which I know sounds blasphemous, right? To a lot of people. I know but. it's gonna it's hard. I mean, you think about, you know, the, the legends um like Jim Ross or Gorilla Monsoon. Like I think that's what people go to and it's again the voice of their childhood. Um and Cole's done it longer right than about, anybody. Yeah. And so he is the voice of many people's childhood. Going back to that real quick, he talked about how he shouldn't have been that successful. I remember when Michael Cole was a backstage interviewer. Mm -hmm. I remember when The Rock was putting T-shirts on his head. And so I feel like that transition from interviewer to commentator and almost like kind of a dweeby type of of Mm -hmm. role, not not even intentionally, but I think when you had someone of his stature uh, being interviewed by all of these tall muscular rude mean men like it just conveyed it put it yeah. put that vibe out there so i think it was also hard for some people to take him seriously not knowing his journalism background not knowing you know just the capability that he had just because of that previous role as, as an interviewer just how they had just seen him um and and you're right too there's also that element of having to replace jim ross who that you know fans just gravitate to and love and adored and and yeah the lineage of commentators um but i do think and we'll get into it you know he definitely has gotten a lot more heat more than he i think he he deserves i know more than he deserves um and but i think some of it is and we'll get into it based off of you know what he's been told to say you know from one vincent kennedy mcmahon aka god yeah, people look at Michael Cole and they want him to be uh, a play-by-play announcer. But really what he's doing is he's taking you, leading you on this journey through an episode of WWE television. That's what he does. And that's what in, in this interview that you're talking about, Pat McAfee even says. He says he's an unbelievable talent. What he does, because he has to direct and call everything like that. Like he literally has to tell you the story, tell you what's going on in the match, get you from point A to point B. There's so much that needs to be done more than just calling the action in the ring. And sometimes people feel like it's secondary. In WWE, it kind of is. And and people want Michael Cole to be this play-by-play guy. We said it before. It's not a wrestling show. It's just not. And people want it to be. And so. I think there's also an evolution of the importance of social media. And that's mm-hmm. where sometimes I think the annoyance comes from is the hashtags and the, you know, number one trending on, tw- you know, Twitter worldwide or this and that. And I think, you know, his commentary style has had to adjust based on, you know, what WWE has found importance in. And the more that social media has become an important factor within, you know, telling the story or within sharing, you know, the publicity and the coverage of it the more it seems to annoy fans or you know when the ww network first came 999 and how that had to get plugged i think as the priorities of the company have changed so has you know what the importance on commentary has been so like you mentioned that he's had to tell a story an episode of raw from beginning to end how the story is told or what is being told that has evolved a little bit less on what's happening in the ring and then more to what's surrounding the WWE in a larger sense. And I think that 
for some fans has been annoying that it's less about the wrestling in the ring and more about social media, you know, more about the network, more about everything else that that's happening outside of what's what we're watching right now. Excuse me. And that's his job. Like it really is his job to do that. People just don't like what his job is in a lot of ways. And then you look at Pat McAfee, who's coming in off the street where he has, he spent some time in NXT. Well, first off, he spent time in NXT on the pre-show, the kickoff panels. Like he did that. Even then he had run-ins with Adam Cole. Like this is something that has been an ongoing gag that they actually turned into a storyline and one that was very successful. Then he worked against Adam Cole in NXT. Then of course he became uh, the leader of a stable and then he wrestled in war games and then he kind of went away. And now all of a sudden he's, you know, the, the, the color commentator on SmackDown and he, and the first time he ever did SmackDown, Vince McMahon wasn't even there. Like he showed up and he was like, when are we going to get to meet Vince? And Cole was like, oh, Vince isn't here this week. Like Vince isn't there all the time. But when you listen to him talk to Michael Cole and him talk to, to Triple H, when I say him, I mean Pat McAfee, his interview, all these guys on the Pat McAfee show, he pretty much has Cole on there every Friday now. And they talk all the time. They want Pat McAfee to just come in and be Pat McAfee. Like that's why they hired him. They hired him because he reacts like a fan. Even if you listen to his show, he was an NFL punter for eight years. He still talks about football like a fan and he still reacts like he gets the media thing and, and you can hear him talk about it and, and know that he understands how it works. But at the end of the day, he's still a fan and that's the way it is for wrestling too. And that's what they want him to be. And if it, you know, when he stops being a fan and coming across as a fan, they're going to try to fix it. And then he'll go away and he's not going to do it forever. Nobody does. And, yeah. and it's going to be a fun run and then they'll go to somebody else, maybe an ex wrestler, who knows what, right? Pat McAfee doesn't tend to do things for a long period of time anyway. So it's kind of been his thing. Like this podcast that he's doing, he punted for eight years. He's been doing the podcast for like three. Everything else has been shorter than that. So who knows if this goes three years, it'll be like, you know, the third longest thing he's ever done in his life. So, um, so think about that. But the perspective he really gives, like, remember as, as you know, a lot of kids when they were watching wrestling, Vince McMahon was a commentator. Most people didn't even know Vince owned the company when they were watching yep. it. Vince was a commentator and he was a commentator for a really long time. And so of course he's going to have some ideas of how he wants commentary done because he did it so long and like it or not, he did it successfully. So he knows what it takes to be a successful commentator for the WWE product. And, you know, again, look at everybody who's complaining about, you know, go on Twitter, see who's complaining about Michael Cole, go to their bio. It probably references AEW. Go to their tweets. They probably tweet in support of AEW. Like these are just people who hate WWE in general and because they don't know what they're watching. They're not watching pro wrestling. They're watching something totally different. Um, but but what Pat McAfee's doing and 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 what he's been able to pull off in such a short period of time is amazing. I love that he refers to Vince McMahon in his year as the voice of God. Like I couldn't even imagine having I mean, that. You look at it, so you talk about Vince's role as a commentator. Vince has had almost every role within the company. You know, like he's done everything in that company. It is his company. So when you do think about who is the Alpha and, and Omega, the beginning and the end of the WWE um, in this, you know, state, it is Vincent uh, McMahon, Vincent Kennedy. I keep going back to, you know, uh, uh, 
VKM, but that's just more. It's Vince McMahon. Um, and, and it is because, uh, you know, he's had every role because he knows what he wants. It's his company's very specific about what the direction he wants it to go in, what he wants out of it. And it doesn't surprise me that even now he's still playing a very big role on commentary and, and guiding the commentary team because that is like you said a role he was doing for a long time a role that he was good at and ultimately when you think about what's happening on tv you know that's who people are listening to that is how they're receiving their information that's how they know what's coming next or how they're receiving what you know is happening in the ring or in it, whatever it may be, but that's an important role in commentary on, on WWE television. So, you know, knowing what we know about him and how much oversight that he has and wants to have, you know, he lets the the wrestlers and you know the agents work on on that stuff. But when it comes to the voices that people hear through their television screen, of course he's going to play an important role in it. Of course he's going to guide you know how things go and what is said and what the focus is on. It's it's his company at the end of the day. Like what what else would you want him to do? I, I feel yeah. like fans would complain if he was distant and say, oh, he doesn't care enough because he's not there. So you, going back to, you know, people are going to complain for the sake of complaining, like damned if you do, damned if you don't. If he was there, people, you know, are going to complain he has too much control and he's a control freak. If he wasn't there, oh, he, he doesn't care enough about it. And he's just letting other people run it. Like, what, what, what do you want? If Vince went away for six months and the product tanked, I wonder if people would want him back. It'd be very interesting to see. Yeah. What would happen? Yeah, I believe it. I believe it 100%. I don't know if they would know? just because of their hatred of all things WWE, but who knows? No, we'll I I feel like, but I feel like if he did go back, everyone would, you know, cheer for it. Like it's, for like a week. It's one of those things you can't, you can't miss them if they don't leave. Yeah. Um, and, and it's not like he's an active person that we see on television. And even in a lot of roles, you know, they have yeah. been handed off to, to other people, but he's kind of the ultimate authority. Things still get ran by him. But yeah, I mean, and going back to your original point, I do love that idea as far as, you know, the way that Pat McAfee describes him. It's the voice of God. Like, what else do you think is is the ultimate voice within the WWE when you do exactly. think of what the higher power? I mean, the man was literally the higher power. You know what I mean? It was him all along. It was him all along. It was him, Austin. It was him all along. I'm going to make one um, more point. We're going to go to commercial break. Then we'll make one more point and wrap things up. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShot.com. One of the things Pat McAfee talked about was the fact that Vince is in your ear and he needs to tell you if something changes. And I get so tired of the internet reports about things changing during Raw, things changing during SmackDown. Because it's 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 just mind blowing to me that people care so much about this and how things change. How many indie wrestling shows have you been on where something didn't change during the show? <laughs> I mean, things change all the time. Even the most well produced, well organized. Seriously, because it's all of them, right? Like all of them. Even the most well produced, well organized wrestling shows that you've worked, mine, have had changes take place yep. during them. All of them, and. Even like like Monster, okay, the last IZW event that we just put on. 
we changed the order of entry in the Battle Royal for some people. Because we thought it told a better story to have somebody come in at three instead of six and swap with the other person. And and that's what we did. We made the change. We had to make sure that sound knew. We had to make sure that the ring announcer knew. We had to make sure that all the talent knew. And, and so, you know, and, and then again, people, when the match started, some people didn't even know who the right winner was. So, again, like, and, and this was all very well organized. So... Of course, things are going to change. Like, I hate that narrative. So, of course, someone needs to be able to communicate that to the guys leading the show, which are Michael Cole and, you know, in this case, Pat McAfee. So, this whole Vince in your ear, Vince has got to be in your ear. No, it's not Vince, it's Triple H or somebody else or Bruce Pritchard. This whole, oh, things change just so much on the fly. That's just going to happen. A match might run long. A match might run short. Uh, video package may not be ready like it was supposed to be. There's so many things that could happen. Mm-hmm that necessitate a change. And if a match is supposed to go four minutes and suddenly has to go 12, you might want to tell the commentators because they might need to call more of the action and place the storytelling elements in a different spot than they were going to Mm -hmm. when the match was four minutes versus 12, which for those of you who don't like math, that's three times as long. Now it's not that long, right? Four minutes versus 12 minutes, but that completely changes everything that you've prepared for. Yeah. Or, like you mentioned, it could get shorter. And so yeah. now you have to crunch in and figure out what things you absolutely need to tell and what you don't. Um, and, you know, you're you're absolutely right about the changes happening. It could be minute changes as far as order of entrances, order of matches. It could be changes in who's winning. It could be changes in how they're winning. You know, those are all things that are very common um, in every wrestling show, whether it is the WWE or the independent scene, it's not to say that things are disorganized. It's not to say that, you know, Vince is tearing up the script every week. It's, you know, thinking about something and realizing maybe it could be better or you do it different. Or again, the decisions sometimes beyond the wrestlers themselves and it goes into different hands. But, you know, being able to get that input and react on the fly. I do think that's something that Pat McAfee is able to do and does very well. Um, and, and also you're right about being a fan and providing that perspective in a way that still brings that authenticity as someone who's a former athlete. And that is something WWE has grown very, very big on over the past few years, whether it's bringing in uh, athletes from different sports um, as new signees to the performance center, bringing them in in active roles, whether it's, you know, uh, Pat McAfee or Rob Gronkowski, you know, bringing them into different roles because there is a mainstream crossover element um, and and many, many more or even just publicizing how athletes are WWE fans and vice versa and all of that crossover appeal. So, you know, it, to me, I feel like this is a fairly, for someone based off of all the things we've talked about with his experience and love in wrestling and just the gift of gab that the man has, you know, this is a, a perfect fit, but it's also a new world. And having to take that guidance and direction from a veteran uh, like Michael Cole and the owner of the company himself if anything, I, I totally understand as one, very intimidating, as he talked about and, and why he referenced uh, Vince McMahon as God. I mean, again, the man has played every role. This is his company. He is, you know, the biggest force in, in sports entertainment and professional wrestling, for that matter, however you want to call it. And he knows what he wants. Yeah. And this is being broadcast to millions of people all over the country, if not the world. The world. So, you know? Pretty, pretty high stakes. So in listening to, you know, 
Pat McAfee's comments on, on Rich Eisen's podcast and, and really what it meant to him, but also, you know, what he needed to to do in order to to really be prepared for that role. I mean, I it's a big it's big league. It's big league. It's big time. I'll leave everybody with this comment that Pat McAfee made. We're not even going to comment on it. It's just how we're going to wrap up the conversation because hopefully it gives you some perspective on this thing that you, you like to hate so much. Not you, but the listeners out there. He says, I get a chance to hear a billionaire's brain spill through his mouth into my ear while talking about this product that he created and it has become a global phenomenon. Hate all you want, but you can't argue against success. And, and whenever someone's argument is, well, it's become too big to fail, that means they don't have a good argument against it is, is where they're at. And that's what people say about WWE all the time. And if you really think that the E is going to have such a hard time because of Vince McMahon, like, like you're just wrong. So 100% wrong. Anyway, that's going to wrap things up for this Wednesday edition of Chair Shot Radio. Of course, tomorrow is Thursday. You've got Ray Cash and Darren Max Kirkby. Friday's PC Tony. Saturday, it, Saturday's kind of a rotation, man. Last week, we didn't have the Talking Smack crew. We had a classic interview. So we, we might get Andrew Belaz and, and Christopher Platt back. Who knows? Sunday, Patrick O'Dowd and David Ungar. Monday, PC Tony. Tuesday, back around to me. And of course, next Wednesday, uh, Miranda Morales and myself right here on Chair Shot Radio. Follow Miranda at the hashtag Miranda on Instagram, on Facebook, not on Twitter. She's a, she's the Twitterless heroine. If she got a Twitter, we couldn't call her that anymore. And that's just not really a thing. You can follow me at Chair Shot Greg on all of your forms of social media. I mean, not like Parlor, like that's stupid. No one wants to go in there, but the other ones and and you know the big three. And, of course, at ChairShot Media for the website. Stay tuned to the ChairShot.com, ChairShot Radio Network. It's sports, entertainment, and sports entertainment. Until next time, we got two things that we need to remind you of. Don't forget to always keep it soft style. And don't forget to always use your head. Less conversation, a little more action, please. All this aggravation ain't satisfaction in me. A little more. The Chairshot.com. Always use your head.